from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Secure our territory. Secure our turf. Because it's all our turf. Elite, Kenny and the Bucks, listen This that undisputed, yeah, we're here to shock the system This a war zone going down on Wednesday nights This a fight, this is NXT vs. Dynamite Weekly battles, rating shattered, this a revolution This is change to what the game is used to doing This is all about that dark and light contrast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast Welcome to the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show, I just want to thank all our followers and all our subscribers from all over the world. Thank you for all the support. Thank you for the five-star reviews. Thank you for all the comments. Thanks for following on Instagram at Fight for Wednesday Night. Without you guys, we can't do this show. So thank you for always following along every Monday night for the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast, every Wednesday night for the Fight for Wednesday Night Podcast, and every Friday for the Brand Supremacy. Now... Stay tuned for, at the end of this show, we have a big announcement to talk about the future of this channel. We may be adding one more show to this channel to make it even bigger. Talking about more nostalgia, more wrestling, going back in time, just like you guys are We're going to be talking about that, but you got to wait to get the show to hear that. This episode is brought to you by the Lords of Gotham, MHQ artists, signed to Slapbox Media. Check out the Lords of Gotham at Lords underscore of underscore Gotham on Instagram for all the great rap needs of Gotham, New York City. Now, also, before we get into the final part of the show, I want to say, if you have a company that you want sponsored on this show or any other Fight for Wednesday Night podcast shows, hit us up on Instagram, hit us up in the DMs, and let's talk business. Let's get your company out there. Now, let's get into this show. So, AEW started tonight with the number one contendership tournament. Right off the bat, first match of the night, we got Wardlow versus Jungle Boy. This was a pretty good matchup. It was a good back and forth matchup. Wardlow looked like a monster out there. Jungle Boy shows that he still has so much promise and he's going to be a star in the future. I really enjoyed this matchup. Wardlow picked up the victory. Good victory. It made sense. Everything in this matchup was good. I like this opener. Warlow advances to the next round of the tournament, the semifinals. After this, we see after AEW went off the air last week, 
Eddie Kingston continued his promo on John Moxley, the unconscious John Moxley, and God, what a promo it was! Eddie Kingston brought unrivaled passion in this promo. All he has is professional wrestling, and John Moxley is a sellout. This is leading up to the big reveal that it will be John Moxley and Eddie Kingston in the main event of Full Gear November 7th in an I Quit match. And I could only say that I think that that match is going to be fucking insane. I don't know, like, expectations are going to be through the roof. Two guys who are amazing on the mic, amazing in the ring, two guys with an ultra-violent past, and an I Quit match. I can't see neither of these guys saying I Quit. So, this is going to be a phenomenal matchup. And I love the way the story is being built. It's been built so strongly. After we come back from commercial break, we get John Moxley's response. He cuts a, another amazing promo talking about how he's unapologetic for the decisions he has made. He's never going to apologize for giving and providing his family with a better life that he never had. He's never going to apologize for buying his mom a mansion. He's never going to apologize for making a name for himself. So he says that Eddie Kingston changed. He's nothing but a crybaby now. This was just great, great back and forth build to a matchup that I think is going to be like insane and tear the roof off the freaking place. After this, we get another first round matchup. Sunny Kiss versus Kenny Omega. This was originally supposed to be Joey Janela, but Joey Janela was... In contact with somebody who has COVID-19. Prayers to Joey Janela. Hopefully he doesn't have the COVID. But so we got Sunny Kiss and Kenny Omega in this matchup. And this was the definition of extra. Because Kenny Omega's intro. I don't know what the hell this was. We had Justin Roberts going on and on and on. Kenny Omega is PWI number one in 500 in 2017, the PWI 500 number one in 2018, Kenny Omega broke Dave Meltzer's five-star ranking system, Kenny Omega had the match of the year in 2018 versus Kazuchika Okada, Kenny Omega, this is all in the freaking intro. Then, before he even comes out, you had these two female dancers coming out with broomsticks signifying the cleaner. They're doing this little dance routine while we see a silhouette of Kenny Omega in the other entranceway. Kenny Omega finally comes out after like five minutes of this intro. Match starts with Sunny Kiss. As soon as the bell rings, it's a V-trigger. It's a one-wing angel. And Kenny Omega picks up the victory within seconds. Seconds. I, I don't even know how quickly this was, but it was a two-move match. The freaking intro for Kenny Omega was about three times the length of this matchup. Very obnoxious, but I could see that this is really building towards an obnoxious heel, cleaner Kenny Omega, and not just... Like, there's a method to the madness. This is not Kenny Omega just trying to boost his ego. This is trying to show how obnoxious he could be. So Kenny Omega advances on to the next round. After this, we get an Orange Cassidy promo. He's getting a rematch with Cody Rhodes next week in a Lumberjack matchup. That's going to be really good. Eddie Kingston back on the mic. He explains why he changed. He explains why he will never quit. He explains why he wants John Moxley's belt. And like I said, just throughout this show, it was like weeks worth of buildup within 
one or two weeks for this matchup, and I feel like this is a match that I am very like highly anticipating now, just based off these promos. No one is touching Eddie Kingston on the mic right now. Eddie Kingston on the mic is the most passionate, realistic-sounding promo, and he brings the heat every single time, and there's nobody in this business that can touch Eddie Kingston on the mic right now. He sounds real. Yeah, you have MJF, who could cut an amazing heel promo, and he really plays that snarky heel character well. Eddie Kingston sounds like he's not playing a character. That's the thing. Like, I love the character of MJF. But Eddie Kingston's not playing a character. He really is this person. And that's what really makes this shit realistic. And I love realistic style promos and realistic style wrestling. After this, Eddie Kingston comes out and he's going to be on commentary for the next tournament matchup, which is Pentagon Jr. versus Ray Phoenix. Now, these guys fought many and many and many times one-on-one against each other in Mexico, Lucha Underground, TNA, MLW, AAW, everywhere everywhere that these guys been on a card for or been in a company of, they face each other. This is the first time it happened in AEW, and I gotta say that this matchup was absolutely phenomenal. I loved this matchup. It was amazing. In my opinion, this was the matchup of the night, and this was the matchup that put AEW over NXT because, in my opinion, nothing touched this matchup on NXT, nothing else on AEW. This matchup was phenomenal, man. Like, no one has better chemistry in the ring with each other than Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. As a tag team, they're up there with the best tag teams in the world. And as singles competitors, they're the best luchadors going today. And not only are they the best luchadors going today, but they're freaking brothers. They know each other like the back of their hand. And this was absolutely phenomenal. I can't stress enough how much I love this matchup. Lucha Bros are amazing. I personally know... Look, I know it's probably going to come down to Kenny versus Hangman in the finals of this tournament. But gosh, man. Like, if the Lucha Bros don't get rewarded for this matchup, I don't know what else they have to freaking do. They need some type of reward for this. Some type of title match. Some type of tag team title match. Something. Because this was insane. I love this shit. We got another first round in the final first round matchup of the tournament. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We just just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington for challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Walk. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. End of the night. Cole Cabana versus Hangman Page. Nice back and forth matchup. These two, another two wrestlers who have really good chemistry with each other. Unsurprisingly, though, Hangman wins with the Buckshot Lariat. Pretty good matchup. I really enjoyed this. Team Taz is out. Taz says that he offered Will Hobbs a, a spot in Team Taz, and Will Hobbs is yet to answer, but he'll ask again, but he's not going to ask after this. And if they, if he wants, he could have Team Taz just whip his ass again. But they respect him, and they're going to ask him again to join Team Taz. He also says that Darby Allen should not be getting the TNT title shot. It should be, in fact, absolute Ricky Stark should be getting that title shot. And he even said that Tony Khan said to him earlier in the day, Hey, Taz, you know if Ricky Starks beat Darby Allen, he would probably be the number one contendership for the TNT title and not Darby Allen. Uh, no shit, Tony. That's We're going to probably get Darby versus Starks again, probably for that number one t- uh, contendership spot at... Uh, I was going to say probably for the phone at full gear. But this was a really, really cool segment. I like the fact that it wasn't just Taz talking. I like the fact that they put the stick in uh, Ricky Stark's hand. They put the stick in Brian Cage's hand. And let me just say, I would rather them take the stick back from Brian Cage. <laughs> Leave it in Ricky Stark's hand because Ricky Starks could cut a good promo. He's very believable. Very charismatic. Very uh, intense. And Taz, you know, he brings the heat, but, yo, Mr. Big for nothing, Brian Cage, he hasn't been looking too good in this company. I I gotta say, like, come on, man. After this, we get the steak dinner between MJF and Chris Jericho, and this was the most ridiculous segment of the night. I have no clue what to say about this shit. They go back and forth about who, like, they try to outdo each other when it comes to ordering a steak. And then they break out into full musical here. Listen, I'm not going to be too big for my bridges and say, oh, well, you know, I got fans who don't watch the show and just listen to my podcast for the show. I'm sure you've seen this segment. I'm sure you're hearing me talk about this segment. If you have not seen the segment, I have absolutely no words to describe this segment. So you got to go see the segment because I have no clue what to freaking say after this. It was a freaking musical. They broke out into Broadway. <sighs> I'm at a loss for words. MJF, Chris Jericho, they just start singing. In unison. It was a musical. I don't know. Personally, I thought it was freaking ridiculous, but in a good way, I thought it was funny. I loved it. Next week, we're going to have the Inner Circle have a town hall meeting. And they're going to discuss as a team whether they want to accept MJF into the inner circle. So, looking forward to that. Britt Baker makes her long-awaited in-ring date. Well, in-ring return. She gets a quick victory over, I think her name was Killin King. Pretty cool. Good to see her back in the ring. Darby Allen has a segment here with Steve-O from Jackass. 
And this was just nostalgia city seeing Steve-O. Darby Allen puts himself in a body bag, throws himself from a half pipe just for the hell of it. Real reminiscent of Jackass. This was funny to see him with Steve-O, but Darby Allen just fits perfectly with that whole crowd of, you know, the Steve-O's and the Johnny Knoxville and the Baron Margeros of the world. So that was cool to see them tie that in together. The main event of the night was Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny versus Private Party versus the Dark Order, uh, John Silvers and Alex Reynolds versus the Young Bucks, number one contendership for the tag team titles at Full Gear. What a phenomenal matchup this was. I think the team that shined the most was the Beaver Boys, the well, the former Beaver Boys, the, the Dark Order. These guys really showed that they are a great freaking tag team and more than just henchmen for the Dark Order and a comedy act. I really think that they need to really build off them because they're a great tag team and it's fresh. It's not what we've been used to seeing. Butcher and the Blade always look like money. The Young Bucks have printed money on them. <laughs> but yeah, so the Young Bucks get the victory. We're going to finally get the dream match of the Young Bucks and the FTR at full gear. The night ends with them congrat- FCR coming into the ring congratulating the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks knock over the beers. They get into a brawl. And then Tully Blanchard, he is dressed up as a timekeeper. He comes in. They double pile, spike pile drive Nick Jackson. They put the chair around the leg of Matt Jackson, break his leg, bloody them up. Real heat here. Old school heat. This is NWA breaking Dusty Rhodes' arm heat. And I love the old school mentality of this. So really cool to see that. I can't wait for this for this uh, matchup here. This is going to be the dream matchup that everybody been waiting for for years. So it's going to be really cool to see this finally happen. Full Gear is really shaping up to be a wonderful show. This card is stacked. I really am happy about this. I can't wait for that show. I will be reviewing it on the podcast. I am bringing back the pay-per-view reviews. Along with the pay-per-view reviews of the back-in-the-day shows. And the nostalgia shows like Monday night and on Friday days. So make sure to tune in for that. But there will be a review of Full Gear. What a great show. I think this was a really good episode of AEW. Had a good mix of comedy, good mix of ridiculous BS, good mix of great wrestling, and a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful match between Pentagon and Phoenix. Really showing that they're the best luchadores in the world. So I'm giving this AEW a 5 out of 5. I really enjoyed this. It wasn't the best episode of AEW, but in my opinion, and on this podcast, I'm sorry, but that's the only opinion that matters, is my opinion. I really enjoyed this matchup. So that's why I'm giving it out of 5 out of 5. Let's get to NXT. Matchups. Well, the first matchup of the night, we get the three-way between Tommaso Ciampa, Velveteen Dream, and Kushida. Back and forth matchup. Really cool. All the three guys are really bringing the action. I enjoyed this. Kushida picks up the victory. Big win for Kushida. I thought they were going to give it to Ciampa. Really cool to see them really pushing Kushida. I like that. We get Ember Moon in a match with uh, Jesse Kamiya. I, if I'm sure I'm probably butchering that name. Quick victory squash for Ember Moon. We had Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed. If you remember, Austin Theory is coming off a big victory last week. But Austin Theory does not win the matchup here. Bronson Reed wins the matchup. So Austin Theory is... Now he then asks for them to ring the bell again. They get into another match. And Bronson Reed beats him again. So, I don't know. It's like the start-stop push that they continuously do with other wrestlers. It's like they're doing this with Austin Theory now. I don't know. <clears throat> Austin Theory has so much potential. 
Saying not saying that Bronson Reed doesn't, but I just feel like, come on, man. Like, I don't know. After this, we have a six-man cruiserweight match. We have Legado del Fantasma versus Isaiah Swerve Scott, Jake Atlas, and Ashanti the Adonis. Really good matchup. A lot of fast action here. All six men bring it, as always. Uh, Legado del Fantasma won. It was a pretty good matchup. So far, NXT just it was typical NXT. I, I did enjoy this night, but I, I didn't see anything special coming out of this NXT. Um, we had the team of Killian Dane and Drake Maverick versus Everrise. Everrise won by DQ. Zaya Lee versus Casey Cat Zararo. Cat and Zaro. Man, I always put you a name. I'm sorry. But Casey gets the victory here. That was cool to see that because we're going to continue to build the whole Zaya Lee. Is she going to turn heel? Is she not going to turn heel? Raquel Gonzalez comes out. She lays out Zaya Lee. Gonzalez presses Cazaro high above her head, tosses her onto the onto Carter. Basically, and then we get the well, we got Raquel Gonzalez calling out Rhea Ripley after this. So we're going to finally get that matchup. The two big women of the division. That's going to be cool to see. Backstage, Cameron Grimes is asked about next week's Haunted House of Terror match. Grimes is confident until he hears that this is in Haunted House of Terror match. I don't know what the freak that's going to be. I don't know what that entails. Timothy Thatcher versus Andrew. I don't know who Andrew is. But Thatcher gets the victory. Quick victory. He's still dominant. We get Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch versus Brizongo for the tag team titles. We got... Now, see, this is the way NXT ended. And this is what I think saved the show. Because Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch win the tag team champions here. And this is a team that's been cutting their teeth on NXT for at least two to three years now. Great tag team. Good to see them finally get their just due. I like Brizongo. I'm a big fan of Tyler Breeze. I like Fandango, but like I, I knew they're probably they weren't going to hold the titles for long here because this tag team division is so stacked in NXT. So it was cool to see them actually finally reward Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Cool to see them as the new tag team champions. And another really good way to end the show. NXT two weeks in a row ended really strongly, and this is leading up to next week's Halloween Havoc show. So I think that NXT been on quite a roll here with amazing main events. I don't think this match was better than Pentagon versus Phoenix, so I'm still going to go with that as my match of the night for both shows. But great effort of NXT. Like I said, they continue to have great shows. But the fact still remains that NXT is a great wrestling show while AEW brings so many different aspects to the table that is not just great wrestling. You have your great wrestling. You have your luchador wrestling. But you also have your comedy. You also have your characters. You also have storyline development. And I don't always see that from NXT. NXT still kind of bland at times. And they pull it out every once in a while. But I need NXT to pull it out all the freaking time. Not just once in a while. Because if they pull it out all the time, we'll have more of a war between AEW and NXT. But right now we don't have that because you have one show that could competing with Raw and SmackDown, and then you have NXT that is still looked at as the the C show on WWE. So I, I don't know. That's that's my opinion. AEW gets the victory tonight. Make sure you tune in this Friday 
for the Brand Supremacy Podcast, Raw vs. SmackDown. We're talking about week two of the Brand Split from 2002. Make sure you tune in Monday for the Fight for Monday Night Podcast. And I'm going to drop a bombshell. We're adding another show to the channel. That's going to be four shows to this beautiful channel of wrestling. And we are going to keep the theme of nostalgia because we're going to start talking about TNA Impact. Now, I was a big Impact Wrestling fan from back in the day. I still am an Impact Wrestling fan. But I'm going to go back in time. I'm going to talk about every single Impact on a week-to-week basis from the very first TNA Impact from 2004 all the way to the current stuff. We're going to go on a week-to-week basis. We're going to talk about the pay-per-views. We're going to go back in time. And we're going to go... We're going to... Let's let's just say it like this. We're going to make an impact. And that is what we're going to be calling the podcast. Every Thursday is going to be making an impact. So the new schedule will be... Mondays will be the Fight for Monday Night podcast. Talking about WCW Nitro versus WWF Raw. Monday Night War. Every Wednesday will be the Fight for Wednesday Night podcast talking about AEW versus NXT. Every Thursday will be the Impact Wrestling Making an Impact podcast. And then every Friday will be the Brand Supremacy podcast. So we are... On and rolling. This channel keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it does not happen without your support. So thank you so much for everybody who supports on a daily basis. Everybody who subscribes. Leaves 5 star reviews. Leaves comments. Everybody who follows the Instagram at Fight for Wednesday Night. Thank you so much. Keep rocking with us. We're only going to get bigger and bigger. And I do this for you guys. So thank you again. I will see you guys Friday. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.